everyone, and welcome to episode 36 of The Badland Girls. I'm Rhea. And I'm Destiny. And Destiny, how have you been doing out in the world this past week? I'm all right. Just trying to figure out my life-work balance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Signed up for one of those dating apps the kids are so crazy about, (laughs) and I've decided that dating is a modern hellscape, or modern dating is a hellscape. Yeah. And to (laughs) go along with this point... So Destiny sent uh, a text about this modern dating hellscape to our group thread. And she said, signed up for bleep. Bleep is not a dating website. I just bleeped it out for her privacy. (laughs) (laughs) This city is full of bland men looking for a bland wife. (laughs) It's true. I don't, I don't, I, I, I know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for like just you know fun people to go on dates with but like everybody i was getting matched with was like i'm a christian conservative football dad and i'm just like not here for it yeah i totally 100 percent understand and a lot of them do have children <laughs> yeah and then like i'm not 100 percent against the idea of dating someone with children but like <sighs> I just, I, I'm just not looking for that right now. <laughs> no. And you, that's your right. That is totally your right. Yeah, no, it's, there's, there's a lot of, um, just blandness too. Just a lot of football and hunting and Ugh, hunting. Yeah. No. Why can't they just have a picture of a person just holding a bunny softly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, just, you know, then I know you like to cuddle. Yeah, exactly. You learn so much from <laughs> the way a person holds a bunny. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you've heard it out here, folks, if you want to date me. <laughs> get Find a bunny and then take, take a, a picture of yourself. Of yourself. Yeah. And then <laughs> send it to battlinggirls at gmail.com and we will rate how you held a bunny. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's not weird. <laughs> no, it's not weird at all. It's totally How normal. Been... <laughs> I How have you been, been, Rhea? I have been pretty good. On Thursday, uh, drove down to see my brother, my brother and me live, which was a lot of fun. Uh, their first time in Kansas City. And uh, then it was kind of a celebration for our dear friend Rob's birthday. And then on Friday, just stopped by Planet Comic Con for a hot second. My feet were tired. And uh, I was not wearing proper shoes. Chastise me, uh, audience, because I need to be chastised about that. And uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I met this woman who worked on the Elvira comic back in the 80s and 90s. And I bought a couple cool. of her prints and she was really cool. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. Uh, I've been very stressed and anxiety ridden and a little bit depressed recently and just the weight of uh, life bearing down on me, and just to get away for it all from it all, even if it was just for a day, I even though my legs are sore today and I have a headache, I feel more rejuvenated than I have in many, many, many months. So, oh, I'm glad. Yeah, it was a good. It's a good feeling. Also, sometimes you gotta take a vacation. Oh, what were you gonna say? No, I totally, I totally agree with you. 
Also, so I think I mentioned this in the last episode. Destiny's been recommending me a lot of stuff, right? She gave me some David Bowie to listen to. She's given me some Bjork to listen to. And now I have yet another assignment to saddle on her as if she isn't busy enough. (laughs) (laughs) So I bought a dress pre-pandemic that I just thought was really cute. It was pink and it had this Venus de Milo, green Venus de Milo on it. And I was like, oh, that's kind of punk and looks kind of like a Claudia Kishi dress. So I wore it to the My Brother, My Brother and Me show. And Tracy saw it and she was like, hey, is that from The Simpsons? And I'm like, is it? And yes, it is. The The green Venus de Milo on the dress was a gummy bear from the show that I don't remember. I don't know this episode that apparently Since got. can. Yes. And I'm just like, and that was the name of the fucking dress, the babysitter's can. <laughs> and I realized that I am woefully under knowledgeable about The Simpsons. And so, Destiny, where should I start? <laughs> um, I'm one of those people that doesn't like the current seasons, uh, but I stuck with it pretty late in the game. So, just start from the beginning and, um, see how you feel after the first handful of seasons. Cause like, it's one of those shows that gets incrementally better with each season. And then in my opinion, once it hits about season, Oh, 13, 14, it just goes downhill. Okay. Okay. Because I just realized, you know, I, I was aware of the Simpsons of course, when I was a child and I, my family and I watched it on and off, but like there is a, I just realized by wearing this dress that I had no idea was a reference to The Simpsons. And just sometimes Destiny will drop some Simpsons memes or some people will drop some Simpsons memes on the social <laughs> medias. And I don't know what the fuck they are. So <laughs> I need to fill this gap. <laughs> if you want, I can make a list of like 10 random episodes that I really like and you could just watch those. And oh my God, if, I'd if... love that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Okay. I'll make a list. This is this is a fun project. I like doing this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Help your help your fellow Badland girl try and figure out what the fuck she's missing in her gaps, her gaps in knowledge in, in pop culture. My god. Did you listen to any Bjork? No, I haven't had a chance to yet, so I'll have to come back next week and tell you how I feel. Okay. I I realized I was really bad at like checking out her last like five years of work so i've been listening to a lot of that lately and it's been really fun nice do you like it like her more recent work oh yeah no it's really good it's it's a lot of some of the stuff she's been doing in the past decade so i i'm down Mm, cool yeah she's got this collaboration with uh dirty projectors that is just chef's kiss nice (laughs) nice i love a good collab (laughs) uh but let's move into our regulars destiny what was the last movie you watched the last movie i watched was the 1963 ruffy uh scum of the earth directed by herschel gordon lewis oh my god yes tell me about this movie (laughs) i don't know anything about it well like i love blood feast it's a great movie where like essentially this killer is going around killing women and there's uh it's kind of an exploitation film in the sense that like 
right before the woman gets murdered, there's just these long shots of her, like, getting undressed and getting ready to shower. And they're just, like, really scummy and ridiculous, but, like, in a completely 60s way. So, like, everything just is heightened. And But anyway, uh, so M got this Herschel Gordon Lewis uh, box set. And we, we decided to make our way through it. And Scum of the Earth was the film after Blood Feast. Uh, it was Lewis's last uh, black and white film. Mm. Uh, and it's about this poor girl who gets caught up in a pornography ring. Like you and, do. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, it happens. I mean, who amongst us? And uh, she can't get out of it. And it's just about the, like, skeezy photographer who's like trying to turn over a new leaf and her and it's weirdly moralistic for a movie that like objectifies the fuck out of women in this very 60s way it was really bad but a lot of fun oh my goodness and in the way a lot of those films are real talk i haven't even seen blood feast oh blood feast i think you'd really like okay it's gonna be my assignment (laughs) <laughs> to yeah, myself yeah yeah oh man i can uh, loan you the blu-ray Ooh, thank you what was the last movie you watched the last movie i watched is a movie i've seen dozens of times but i watched it with uh a person who had never seen it before our good friend bruce uh it was hot fuzz by edgar oh. wright uh, I haven't seen that in years. I know. It still makes me laugh harder than anything in the world. And it was delightful to watch after watching the first Timothy Dalton Bond, because he's also in this, and he is just on fire <laughs> in Hot Fuzz. I, I forgot how great he is in that movie. Yeah, I've been meaning to rewatch it because Em and Jackson did a Blockbusters episode on it and mm. they were like, it doesn't hold up. And I was like, I don't think that's true. What so the heck? <laughs> no, it does still hold up. I mean, granted, I'm like the biggest super fan of that movie and it is my favorite Edgar Wright film. But I, I still laugh like it's the first time I fucking saw it when Nick Frost falls through that fence. <laughs> still laugh the hardest thing i've like i ever laughed like that's a new joke to me my goodness but i really yeah. love that movie i think it's really clever i think it really uh it was a really subversive homage subversive in like addressing the kind of um the kind of like a uh, hidden homosexuality of buddy cop films that i feel like they kind of addressed head on in this one and I, I really appreciate that. And it was really unique and a little bit ahead of its time, considering certain television shows and movies where, you know, we have overtly queer couples in a movie that, let's say, maybe a decade or so ago would have been, they're just bros or gal pals. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. I um, feel like it could have pushed further in that direction. But I agree. I'm. But it, it, I, I enjoy it. I, I just think it's funny. Yeah. I, um, I really like Edgar Wright. So yes. Have you seen not Last Night hate. in Soho? No, I have not. That one's really good too. I really enjoyed that as well. I'm gonna have to. I need to get uh, caught up. Yeah, 
I, I see you just watched the Batman and didn't recognize Colin Farrell, which delighted me. <laughs> I had no idea. Like, I was like, oh, that penguin's really good. And, and I was like, that's Colin Farrell. And I was like, what? Like, I felt <laughs> genuinely uh, tricked by Hollywood magic. So isn't that such a, a wonderful feeling that can still happen in this year of our Lord 2022? It is a weird feeling because, like, I haven't. It's not happened to me in years. Like, mm-hmm. I can't think of the last time it's happened to me. But, yeah, no, I did not. I literally did not recognize him. I uh, I super. Uh, just to spoil a little bit, uh, we're recording. We decided to move our repertory screenings uh, recording down a couple of weeks. And I will be talking about the Batman in that. But I'll talk about it a little here. Um I really liked it. Uh, yeah. There were some, like, things that I had quibbles about, but they're very slight. Um, but overall, I enjoyed it. I really liked Paul Dano's Riddler. Um, Robert Pattinson is a good Batman, but a terrible Bruce Wayne. Interesting. Ooh. But I will also say that he is more of a vampire as Bruce Wayne in this than he ever was in Twilight. Yeah. I kind of feel, <laughs> I look at, I look at this movie since he's in year two of his Batman experiment, as he says in the beginning. This is... Batman learning how to become Bruce Wayne a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's still too depressive to like really get lean into his Bruce Wayne-ness. Yes. Good good way of putting it. I love that. <laughs> also, side note, uh something else that still happens in uh Year of Our Lord 2022. I got handed a chick tract at Planet Comic Con just outside the convention. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Is it a good one? Oh, yeah. There's a picture of a family with 666 on all of their foreheads. It's excellent. (laughs) (laughs) I have a couple. Oh, where'd you get yours from? Uh, One was one that M's dad just had. And then one was one that I got in like a Halloween stash in high school when I (laughs) went trick-or-treating on a whim. See, that's the best time to get a chick track. Yeah, no, that's that's when I expect them. Yeah. It was so funny because it was just a guy on the corner handing them out to people before they win the convention. And he handed one to Tracy and Rob and they took it before they knew what it was, right? And then there was mm-hmm. this, this young woman beside us and he tried to hand one to her. And she's like very politely said, oh, no, thank you. And then I like kind of shoved her aside to the, to the concrete. I'm like, give me! yeah no those are hot commodities yes exactly (laughs) and to get one organically is a treat yes i i feel like getting one in the wild all right so this will never happen to me because i'm almost 40 but i the best way to get a chick tract is the way you got it on halloween and i maybe i could pretend to go trick-or-treating maybe i'll bring a small child with me that a friend has and uh Maybe she'll get a chick track that I can swipe from her bag. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, But let's move on to... Aw, Badland Girl. Girl. That's That's my jam. jam. Destiny, what's your jam? My jam is a Moses Sumney song called In Bloom. And uh, Moses Sumney is this just ethereal-sounding... Uh, performer who has like these beautiful uh, just 
angelic R&B music. I can't get enough of him. Oh my goodness. That sounds amazing. I've never heard of this artist before. Yeah, no, he's great. Um, I was really into his album. I believe it's called Aromanticism. Uh, let me make sure I got the right. Yeah, that's the name of the album from 2017. And um, this song is from his 2020 album, Grey. Um, and it's just like, I, I think it's about friendship. I don't know. It's, it's, there's all kinds of stuff happening in this song. It's, it's, it's really good. Nice. Well, my jam is from a 1978 album called uh, Mickey Mouse Disco <laughs> called Watch Out for Goofy. So y- you heard it right. Mickey Mouse and Disney released a disco album full of disco tracks, some of which are from Disney films, like there's a disco version of Chim Chimini Chim Chimcharu on there. But uh, Watch Out for Goofy is about how Goofy is a really great guy, but you have to watch out for him because he can't dance and he will run into your ass while he's dancing. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Oh boy, I've had disco on the brain and I just want to get really into the weeds with disco here. I want to find all the obscure disco tracks. I think that sounds like a delight. Uh, thanks. <laughs> Goofy's one of my favorite Disney characters and so the fact that he has a song about how he's a clumsy person on the dance floor is just really beautiful. Yeah, I thought you might like that. Uh, it's a good song too. It's a good disco song. Like if I had a roller rink, it would just be that song over and over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. What would I play in mine? Probably, uh, I Feel Love by Donna Summer. Yeah. Just like the, the 12 inch version over and over again. (laughs) Literally. I was just, you took the words right out of my mouth. The 12 inch (laughs) on repeat. Oh man. I love our connection sometimes. It's so it's so good. It makes me so happy. <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh man. But uh speaking of music, uh so last week we did an episode about uh our favorite love songs. And this week we're doing an episode about our top ten breakup songs. And I before we get started, I also want to point out I said Paul Anka sang Breaking Up is Hard to Do. Shame on me, 60s knowledge queen in the toilet. It was Neil Sedaka. I, oh. I, can't, I couldn't go without fixing that. So <laughs> That's okay. I always forget. So uh, yeah. good on you for remembering. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, uh, I before we get started, actually, before we go back and forth did you notice any sort of theme with the songs you chose (laughs) the theme i noticed is they were either just the angriest fucking songs or they were despondently sad oh man (laughs) they just like like mine just are either one or the other they're either so angry gonna just stab you i'm so upset about you breaking up with me to you're breaking up with me. I could just stab myself. 
Oh, oh my god! <laughs> and I'm not the kind of person who like puts on a song when I've had a relationship end. Like, I I put on a song when they start. I don't really put on a song when they end. So it took me a second to like think of songs, but once I thought of them, I was like, yeah, these are it. This is this is where I'm at. Okay. Cause I've I've been angry, I've been sad, you know. Same. I can I can relate on these levels. So yeah, what about you? Did you notice any themes? I did. So mine are either like this unrequited, like obsessive type of love, and the obsessive nature about the dissolution of the love, <laughs> or <laughs> they were just like this sad longing for what we used to have (laughs) oh yeah i definitely have a few of those i definitely have a few of those Uh, oh man i'm really excited to get into this yes me too uh how about you kick us off i want to hear what you got all right my number 10 uh i'm these are not ranked but i'm gonna talk about my absolute favorite last same Um, i'll do the same then yeah we did it last time with the love songs and i thought that was a good way to do it so kicking it off with a song that kind of fits my despondent, but it, it, it's kind of ticked off. Like, it's got such a groove to it that, like, I think it could go either way. Uh, it's I heard it through the grapevine, specifically the Marvin Gaye version. Ooh, nice. I think that song is just a hot jam in the summertime. Like, anytime it comes on, I just want to dance. Uh, and I often forget that it's about, like him literally hearing from somebody else that this girl doesn't love him anymore and that's fucked up that is fucked up (laughs) you should be honest if you don't want to be with someone just tell them yeah exactly just tell marvin you don't want to be with him it's okay he's dead he won't you know (laughs) what's he gonna do about it he's dead he won't care anymore (laughs) yeah Oh, but man. how much longer will you be his baby? Huh? Be be honest. Write us in at badlandgirls at gmail.com to th- let us know. Yeah, how much longer will you be Marvin Gaye's baby? Yes, exactly. So yeah. one of mine is uh, Foundations by Kate Nash. And this song is specifically about a woman who is in a relationship that is completely falling apart. Like, they're fighting in front of friends. They both can't stand each other anymore. And yet, the chorus, she said, My fingertips are holding on to the cracks in our foundation. And I know I should let go, but I can't. And even though she gets, like, she she's, feels a sick sense of joy when they're in pain and inconvenienced, the the good times in their relationship won't let her let go of of something that should have ended a while ago. Damn. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that song, but like all the Kate Nash I've heard, I've really liked. She's an amazing lyricist. Yes. Uh, I think next I'm going to go for... Uh, just a, a sad one. Uh, Last Goodbye by Jeff Buckley. Oh, I don't know this one. It's it's just a bummer. It's like 
it's over, but I just want you to give me one last kiss. I want, you know, uh, one last moment with you before we end things for good. And, uh, uh, getting a little candid. I think I'm the queen of that. (laughs) Oh, just one more, just one more hug. One more little breakup smooch. (laughs) So so pathetic. But just the breakup smooch. (laughs) One more breakup smooch, please. (laughs) Please. Please, please. Please, please. But yeah, no, that, uh, that's when I, and his voice is just, oh, he's, he's, he's bringing that emotion home in that voice. You know, uh, mm. Love me some Jeff Buckley. Well, my next one is when routine bites hard, love will tear us apart again by Joy Division. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I almost put that on my list. Ooh. Yeah, I, this song, it. It kind of goes, like, along with your Marvin Gaye, Heard Her Through the Grapevine. Like, it's a great dance track to me, if you're goth. And, uh, (laughs) but also, it's, like, super depressing. And it kind of goes along with the kind of Foundations by Kate Nash, where it's, like, this relationship is hidden its rocks. And then, you know, I I, I don't know, I'm fascinated by that kind of, that kind of song. Yeah, no, they're good. That's a, it's such a good choice. And it's like, love will tear us apart. Like, if we're going <laughs> to let us, like, go through this and put on these motions, it's going to it's gonna break us. Yeah. Yeah. My next song is uh, a divorce anthem from the album of divorce anthems, uh, Cursives Domestica. Ooh. Uh, the, song, the song is The Radiator Hums. And I love it because it's just intense and it's from the point of view of this woman who's just fed up and wants to get out and she's kind of uh, doing this uh, thing where she's putting up with somebody that she's trying to save and she shouldn't be saving him and Mm. she just realizes don't call me pretty baby anymore and that's like my favorite lyric don't call me pretty baby anymore it is very nice i like it Mm -hmm. it's good yeah (sighs) wow this is a real downer (laughs) (laughs) that's okay breakups are downers yes uh, my next one is a classic by Patsy Cline, Walking After Midnight. Now, she has a ton of really great breakup songs. You could say she's the breakout country, breakup country queen, but Walking After Midnight just hits it for me because she's walking after midnight, searching for her lost love when, after they've, they've split up and kind of, you know, emoting with the weeping willow who's maybe the weeping willow is crying for her. Because she's so upset. <laughs> so what a it's a great song. song. Yeah, it it's, is. It's it's got that twang and mm-hmm. those lyrics, and you just you relate to her so hard. I know. Ah, I love her so much. Yeah, no, she's great. Um, my next one is an angry one. Oh yeah, it's "Limp" by Fiona Apple. Oh, I don't know much about Fiona Apple. God, I this w- is embarrassment of pop culture shortcomings with me (laughs) no 
please don't be embarrassed. Yeah, no, you're okay. Um, Fiona Apple is probably one of the greatest lyricists of our time. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to like get hip to that. And once I did, I just ate up her back catalog. And Limp is a great song because it's about this relationship where the person uh, leaving it has been gaslit. And it's just pretty much telling off the person who gaslit her. Oh. So when I think about it, my fingers turn to fists. I never did anything to you, man. Uh, call me crazy. Make me cry. So and so. You won't be. It won't be long till you'll be lying limp in your own hand. Ooh, wow. Yeah, it's cold. It's 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 a good one. It's so good. I I just like that triumphant chorus and just like fuck you, man. Yeah. How dare you do you. this to me? Fuck you. Fuck you. I love it. <laughs> um, kind of an angry one. It is an angry one. I'll go to go along with your angry one is Untouchable Face by Ani DeFranco. Ooh, I don't know it. Uh, this song is basically about how she like had a relationship and then it's kind of implied that uh, the man she had a relationship uh, didn't tell her he was mar- he was married. And Ooh. so she kind of is just the the chorus is the best part cuz she just says fuck you and your untouchable face and fuck you for existing in the first place and it's a great great song. Ooh, yeah, I'm going to have to look that up. I love yeah. a good kind of ticked off uh ticked off vibe. Yeah, it's a good vibe. Okay, uh, my next one is, I think, mm, the last of the, like, despondent songs mm-hmm. that I've picked out. Uh, it is My World is Empty Without You by The Supremes. Oh, It's just such a sad song. Like, she's so lonely. Aww. She's all alone with those memories, and, and there's no way for her to get out of it, and... Uh, each time that darkness falls, it finds her alone with these four walls. It's like, aw. I hope your world gets full again. Yeah. Don't Me put too. all your hopes on one person. You gotta find that love in yourself, girl. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, my 60s one, if we're going to do that, is uh, <laughs> I'm Blue by the Shangri-Las. So it's actually... Uh, a cover, the song was also done by Tina Turner and the Ikets, but this is a song about this girl just, just like moaning that she's blue about her, her boyfriend leaving her and how she didn't realize how good she had it with him. And I especially love the imagery where she goes to a fortune, she goes to a fortune teller and she throws a penny in the well and that kind of like wishing, uh, kind of, imagery i always was really attracted to that i thought it was really cool that's awesome oh i have one more sad one i i forgot Ooh, what is it uh don't speak by no doubt Ooh, that is a great one i love it because it's um like everyone knows it's about gwen stefani and tony canal breaking up and she just puts herself out there, and I really admire that. <laughs> yeah. 
it's cool like she's tortured by the memories and she's just and, and then of course that's the song that like propelled them to fame so they both have to like play it every night uh, and, like i wonder what that was like and i know yeah. she did a whole she did a whole album about like how they're friends and like everything is like fine uh she's made her peace with it but like that song in particular is just it's it's like just so intense agreed agreed um another one of mine is we're getting into this territory where uh i feel like the uh, kind of obsessive nature is starting to come forward and we're gonna kick this off the song by Sigrid called Nevermind. And I I know I talked about Sigrid before. She was had a jam that I really liked recently. But Nevermind is from her 2019 album. And it's basically about how she wants this guy back. But then she realizes that, like, emotionally, like, even in their relationship, his he was never truly with her. So he was never mine. Never, never, never. And I love a good repetition in a song. And it has a lot of that, and I love that. That's awesome. I'm going to have to check it out. She sounds really good. Yeah, I love her a lot. Uh, Kicking off the angrier (laughs) portion of my list is uh, a Ben Folds 5 classic. I didn't know I was going to do so 90s here. Uh, Song for the Dumped, which has the abrasive chorus give me my money back. I want my money back, you bitch. Damn. Give me my money back. And don't forget to give me back my black t-shirt. Ooh. Like, that's so specific. I know. I love it so much. Oh, my God. Like, fuck. Like, whoa. I need to go, like, listen to this song right now. Like, first of all, give me back my money, bitch. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... He's gunning for this person. And the first line is, so you wanted to take a break, so you wanted to have some space. Well, fuck you, too. Oh, damn. Oh, I love it. It really is just the angriest piano song. Like, (laughs) I don't think the piano's ever sounded angrier than Ben Folds' you know, his uh, just ire. Yeah. Just piano banging ire. <laughs> piano banging ire. <laughs> oh wow, that's amazing. Some good title options for this episode. <laughs> oh boy. Alright, moving up into my obsessive nature of my breakup songs is uh Mr. Brightside by the Killers. Where he literally just spends the whole song torturing himself about what he thinks is happening in his head. And and how he's trying to put on a happy face about the relationship, even though he's paranoid as fuck about what's going on behind his back. It is, it's again, it's one of those songs where it's like, I'm dancing to your paranoia and depression. I love that shit. (laughs) Tears for Fears is like, all their songs are that. So. <laughs> yeah no they're great <laughs> talk about songs about emotional pain tears for fears is up there i know 
Oh, man. But yeah, I love Mr. Brightside. And it's interesting because I, I don't usually think about it as like a breakup song. But as I was making this list and, you know, Mr. Brightside just in general is one of my favorite songs, even though I like no other songs by the Killers at all. <laughs> and I I was thinking about this and I was just like, that is actually a pretty good breakup jam. And so it made it on my list. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. I um. I love a good dance to the pain song. Yes. Uh, my next song is a piano, an angry piano song as well, or a piano based song mm-hmm. uh, that actually tops song of the dump, in my opinion, for like just the blackest point of view. It is uh, no children by the mountain goats. Oh, uh, just going to read a wall of lyrics for a second. Um, please, please. I hope I cut myself shaving tomorrow. I hope it bleeds all day long. Our friends say it's the darkest before the sun rises. We're pretty sure they're all wrong. I hope it stays dark forever. I hope the worst isn't over. And I hope you blink before I do. And I hope I never get sober. And I hope when you think of me good years down the line, you can't find one good thing to say. And I'd hope that if I found the strength to walk out, you'd stay the hell out of my way. Um... I am drowning. There is no sign of land. You are coming down with me, hand in unlovable hand. And I hope you die. I hope we both die. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, talk about divorce anthems. Yeah. The <laughs> lyric, I mean, like, of course, there, he literally says, I hope we both die. But the lyric that cut me was, I hope you have nothing good to say about me ever. <laughs> like, whoa. Yes. <laughs> That's like so dark like I've never had that kind of breakup where I just <laughs> wish death on the other person <laughs> I feel like this is the antithesis to the Taylor Swift song Wildest Dreams which is basically her saying when we break up remember me in this in the sunlight and remember me as this beautiful thing that this beautiful thing we had where this guy the mountain goes is literally saying I hope you think shitty thoughts of me when you think of me <laughs> Yeah, no, fuck you. Fuck us. <laughs> fuck everything forever. <laughs> I hope when the world ends, we're just like the last two people on it and we're just <laughs> projected into the trajectory. <laughs> I can't use words. Just pushed into the sun. Oh my gosh. Wow. This is incredible. I am loving our choices here. <laughs> yeah, no, there's some good shit. Uh, this was fun to put together. Yeah, No yeah. Children is kind of a meme these days, but... It's still just a bleak fucking song. It's a jam. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so the to cap off my obsessive list is uh, Good Night and Go by Imogen Heap. And uh, if you don't know who she is, she was kind of became hilariously meme famous for the hide and seek song uh, that was used in a death scene in the OC and then parodied more memorably by The Lonely Island on SNL. <laughs> Um, what you say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but this song is basically, you know, there's this guy she knows and she thinks they'd be great together. And, you know, it starts off very whimsical, you know, at first where she's like, oh, why'd you have to be so cute? It's impossible to ignore you. But then it escalates where she follows him home one night and is watching him undress through his windows. And then she has this whole fantasy of like, oh, maybe he'll miss his train one day and I'll invite him in and then we'll have to share a bed. And it is just like 
pure like dream daydreaming fantasy it's not even it and i think for me the way i interpret it is that she doesn't even know this guy like it's a guy she sees on the train constantly oh wow and and it's just the way it escalates is one of the most like beautiful haunting things i've ever heard in a song it is one of my all-time favorite songs just in general i love it that's awesome oh i have two left same and i don't know which one i like more (laughs) (laughs) i'm also struggling i don't know which one to put as my top one oh because they're both just intense and uh i think do they have like the same energy because mine kind of do yeah yeah they have similar energy um one of them is a little more um like okay they're both angry songs um you know what? let's just put them at a tie uh okay. but i'll talk about this first one uh just because i have the lyrics up it is sorry by beyonce Ooh, fuck yes <laughs> uh the song that famously ends with the line you better call becky with the good hair yes Now, talk about somebody putting themselves out there. I know. Beyonce in Lemonade is, like, the most candid. Just uh, so amazing. It's such an amazing album to experience, especially after her self-titled album, which came out before this, which is just a series of love songs to her husband and her, her baby. And then to come out with this album, which is just her going through it, incredible yeah no she's uh uh my favorite thing about this song is the flippant just like well fuck you i'm going dancing Mm -hmm. yeah just like stop interrupting my grinding like i want to be with my friends i don't want to think about you i'm not even gonna think about you fuck you this night is mine nice and go ahead and say your other one since you said they were kind of tied anyway. Oh, the ultimate in just like fuck you songs. You ought to know by Alanis Morissette. Oh, fuck. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Oh. <laughs> Would she go down on you in a theater is like the rawest lyric ever. It's so raw. Is she perverted <laughs> like me? Will she go down on you in a theater? Probably not. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that song is just a masterpiece. I think it's a masterpiece of anger. It is. It's so good. Oh, wow. I I don't care if it's justified. I don't care if it's it's just so raw. (laughs) Yeah, see, that's the thing is like when you hear these breakup songs, it's just the, the honesty of the emotion that pours through. It doesn't even allow you to think like, well, let me think logistically about this. Is this problematic? Is this wrong? You just connect to the emotion, you know? Yes. And she's just going to, like, she's just at 11 just from the start. Like, it's so good. It's so good. Like, I have, have, I'm so bad at talking about it because I just want to gush. I'm just like, it's just so good. It is so good, though. I love that song. Great choice. Whenever I scratch, um, what did she say? Okay, hold on. Let me, I'm lyricing. Uh, what did she say? Uh, and every time I scratch my nails down someone else's back, I hope you feel it. Well, can you feel it? Yes. <laughs> god oh my damn. god. So, like, I don't think I've been this woman, and I hope to never be this woman. 
man. So my two, I'm going to talk about uh, Heart of Glass first. Again, apparently I'm going to just be talking about disco today. So, <laughs> on a kick. Disco kick. Yeah, Heart of Glass has one of my favorite lyrics. It's not, it, their lyrics are not like super deep, but I love it. Uh, once I had love and it was a gas, soon found out had a heart of glass. And then later she says, uh, soon found out big pain in the ass. And <laughs> it's just so simple and direct to the point, just backed by this disco beat. Like, let's dance and talk about how love is a fucking pain in the ass. And it <laughs> makes me so happy. Yeah, no, it can be. It's inconvenient. Sometimes your feelings aren't where you want them to be. Yeah. And then going along with this, my number one favorite breakup song is Love Without Anger by Devo. Oh, nice. This song is just about, it's basically, they're putting forth a bunch of situations about fighting and and uh, and questioning like why are you putting yourself through all this fighting and and making up and and emotional turmoil and uh, the refrain caps off with why fall in love when there's better things to do and if there's a fucking a lyric I don't love more than that I love a song that just even questions why even do it and, I, and that's why these two are kind of like together for me because it's like why am I do what why am I fucking doing this and it just I I think about that all the time and it's just such a wonderful lyric I I I love it I love that they had the guts to just be like why fall in love when there's better things to do and I'm like yeah I'm sitting on my bed you know drawing a picture and I'm like yeah what the fuck <laughs> what are we even doing why bother Exactly. It's very nihilistic, but in the best way, Devo does it in the best way for me, where I feel weirdly energized by it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's validating and energizing. Yes. Oh, man. Did you have any honorable mentions? I think I have I, about three. I also have three. Oh, awesome. So what are yours? Um, They're all kind of in the same ilk of song, which is why I didn't include them in the uh, initial top 10 they're they're mm-hmm. sad uh brokenhearted uh um i'm not i don't want to be that girl but they're kind of man pain songs <laughs> <laughs> but s- since i love them like they can be anybody's pain um yeah but uh one is without her by harry nilson uh which opens with the line, I spend my night in jail thinking she'll be there, but she never comes. Oh, well, wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just like this really catchy, very sparse ditty about how he can't go on without her. Uh, there's no song without her, but he's, he's obviously made some bad choices. <laughs> that he needs to reflect upon <laughs> oh man and then the other two are in the same ilk very sad songs uh lonesome town by ricky nelson oh oh so beautiful yeah i love that song is so haunting and just pretty um and then the other one equally haunting and pretty is crying by roy orbison oh crying over you. I'm actually making a crying playlist of just like songs that have cry in the title 
and that is on there. Oh, so, it's one of the best. It's one of yeah. the best. Oh, wow. So my songs, so the first one kind of is again in that wheelhouse of like, this this uh, pure love has turned obsessive. And uh, it's Fever by Carly Rae Jepsen, which was on the B-side uh, EP of her Emotion album. Nice. And it's basically about this relationship where he left and she has this fever and she's still hot from him. And she rides, a- she steals his bike and rides around on it. And like, it's like, you want to break my heart. All right. I still am hot for you. There's fucking nothing you can do about it. I stole your motorcycle. Bye bye. I love Carly Rae Jepsen and I really like that song. It's a good night drive song too. I like that a lot. And then I have, he wasn't man enough for me by Tony Braxton, which is basic. It's, it's from an album that came out like in the early two thousands and she's basically at the club. Right. And her old man is there with a new girl and the new girl is feeling totally threatened by Tony Braxton and she's like, bitch, he wasn't man enough for me. And you married him, so now you're stuck with him. Get out of my fucking hair. And <laughs> uh, the music video is even better because it, it d- plays along that scenario. But then Tony Braxton traps the man to show the new woman that he's a cheater. And then she leaves him too. Oh, yeah, I've seen that video. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, there's so many good like 90s revenge videos. Yeah, just like they have a bit of um, like I I don't believe in revenge for that sort of stuff. I'm just like you know, if somebody hurts you, just move on. It's it's yeah. <laughs> healthier. But uh, in fiction, love a good revenge. Uh, the boy is mine. Kind of had an ending like that too. Yeah, the boy is mine. He opened the door, and they were both standing there. And then what I assume happened next is that they told him that they're getting married. So the two, the two girls are getting right. So uh, I love that song. <laughs> and my last song is Jet Boy, Jet Girl by Elton Motello. Ooh. Just this, this uh, very, how could you not love the lyric? He gave me head. I gave you head. And then just, it's kind of weird and creepy given the dynamic of it. And uh, Alanis Morissette actually had a song like this, too, called, um, uh, I think it was called Under Rug. No, that's the name of the album. But it was basically about her in a relationship with an older dude and how they how manipulative and shitty they are. Hands Clean is the name of the song. I just thought of. Oh, go on. No, no, I'm done. Go ahead. Oh, no, I just thought of one that I didn't put on my list that I should have. My Favorite Mistake by Sheryl Crow. Ooh, that is a good one. Yeah, that's a good one because it's like she wakes up knowing that the relationship's over and she's just like, eh, you know, it, it was still really fun, even though it was a kind of a mess. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. This was a fun adventure of our love songs and our breakup songs. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Uh, I found a lot of songs that I want to listen to and... Uh, lucky for for us and you, the listener, Destiny has created a playlist of not only our love songs, but also she's going to create one of our breakup songs. And those links will be on 
our webpage where you can find the podcast at abnormalmapping.com slash badlinegirls. So yep. if you want a good time or you want to get deep with those Mountain Goats lyrics, because <laughs> I certainly do, go ahead and take a listen to these to these songs. <laughs> yeah, we'll, I will put them in a playlist. It's called Breakup Jams, uh, and it'll have our honorable mentions on it as well. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, the end of our, our breakup songs episodes. Any last thoughts, Destiny? Um, I'm currently single, uh, not looking for a serious relationship, but I know what songs I will turn to the first minute I get my heart smashed. <laughs> and that's oh, a comfort. That's a comfort. Nice. <laughs> and as for me, I am also currently single and I'm just a bland, half white conservative woman looking for a bland husband. And I, I thankfully I found out at the beginning of this episode, I can go to blank to find my match. Yep. They're all over this place. <laughs> they're all over. Uh, but thank you so much for listening uh, to this episode and all of our episodes. And you can find this episode and all our episodes on abnormalmapping.com slash Badland Girls. And you can find classic episodes of Badland Girls at badlandgirls.com. And you can email us at badlandgirls at gmail.com. Find us on social media. Just look up Badland Girls. There's not many. It's usually just us. And uh, <laughs> it's syndicated on, or you can stream it on your favorite podcast apps, which is a lot of them. If you ever find one that you say you don't think we're on, uh, shoot me an email and uh, shoot us an email and I'll fix that right away. And Destiny is on another podcast, Repertory Screenings. Is there a new movie? I'm not sure because we've been recording a lot back to back. So I'm yeah. not sure. Um, I'll just say it. We're watching David Cronenberg's Crash. Oh, yeah. I love it's it. James Spader looking good, being a creep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he's at his peak, let's be honest. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, we'll be back with a fresh episode for you soon. But until next time. Always, Always pizza, pizza rolls. And I hope you hate those pizza rolls whenever you think of them for the rest of your life. <laughs> I hope you choke. <laughs> 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 <laughs>